Hello there! Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Brayden. My name is Will. And this is a podcast called Beyond the Ball, where the two of us endeavor to read the entire in-game Pokédex one Pokemon at a time. Um, and this week is a, another very special uh, week because in lieu of Sword and Shield being released earlier it came out last year right December must have been November yeah yes absolutely yeah you're saying did it come out in the last 24 days yeah no I don't <laughs> think so <laughs> um there there there's that that that, that new one that um we got catch up to play. yeah there's they, they got new pokedex entries and we we have to read them because that's what we said we would do We've already talked about all of these Pokemon, and now we need to revisit them because there's new information has come to yes, light. Yes, we have to take a look at the facts Man. again, reanalyze, recalibrate, uh, see if everything tracks still. Um, Pokemon science is an evolving study. Aptly so, I would say. Um. Eh, it's always changing <laughs> yes. and growing. As new games come out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do more science. Yeah, uh, some some kind of science. Curious to see what we'll get with the with the expansion uh, pass stuff as well. Kind of new entries. Yeah, well, I up. mean, if there's like you know, we'll get two hundred more Pokemon. Right. So, like, there will probably be more of these. Yeah, we'll see if they have unique entries. I'm sure the Galarin forms of new ones like Slowpoke and. Hopefully, like, the, yeah. the Legendary Birth and stuff will have new ones. But Probably. We haven't talked about those ones anyway yet, so uh, they'll get their turn. Yeah, they'll get their due. Yeah. But but we probably will still have... I'm sure they'll include some more Pokemon that we've already talked about. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. The, the, we, our job will never be complete, and that's what's so great about this podcast, is that it will go on forever. <laughs> it's just like any other... <laughs> long form podcast it like on its face it has an end but mm-hmm. in reality it's just us talking about pokemon for the rest of yeah the no we're time. just reading a book you know we're just gonna read this whole book see where it ends um but then they keep adding more chapters to the book yeah and amending the previous chapters <laughs> oh gosh so we unless we drastically pick up our pace i think we're gonna be doing this show for a while which is okay with me yeah that's fine um so like before um on our last uh episode of 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 catching up we're gonna go from catching up with the pokemon yeah we're gonna go through our my favorite show (laughs) our oldest entries that we or you know our oldest episodes that we did um so you don't hear them too close together um lord forbid um (laughs) and so that means we're going to start off uh, this episode with an updated look at Salandit. <laughs> that classic toxic lizard bandit fire yeah. disc flinging Pokemon. You'll remember it as the evolution chain that definitely made us feel sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> made, it, was, it was interesting. Um and I mean, I mean, Saland, it's fine. Just Salazzle does some stuff that is not the best. Yeah, Salazzle was weird. My 
you know, having thought about it more, my, my biggest beef was it with it was that, you know, a, a male Zelandic couldn't evolve into Salazzle. Only females could evolve. Um, yeah, that, I had a male Salazzle, Salandit, when I played uh, Sun and Moon, and then I was sad that I couldn't evolve. It. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, kind of some weird, almost like bio-essentialism kind of maybe transphobic type stuff that surely wasn't intentional, but kind of, yeah. kind of, well, and I mean, feels that way. I guess I, my, my issue more was with just like the sort of weird sexualization of the Pokemon. Yeah. Like Salazzle has got this whole, like the way it's drawn and the way it's described. It's just a really bizarre direction to yeah. take it, you know? And I, I wouldn't mind it as much if, if Salazzles could be male. Um, but I think yeah. the yeah the tying that directly to its its femininity is a, a bit of a bummer. It's weird. But um, before we get into to properly updating Solanda, I do want to mention there was uh, some kind of glitch bug in Sword and Shield. I have no idea if it's been like patched out or anything. There's like a way to like uh, hatch Pokemon that like knew different moves, like like totally like different moves, not not even like egg moves you could learn. Um, but one one aspect of this glitch was that you could get um, you could get around certain requirements, such as uh, Solanda not being able to evolve. So you you could trick it into evolving. Yes, you could you could get you could get male Solanda to evolve into Salazzle. I like hmm. I like to think that that was you know just uh, an intentional bug. Hopefully that someone someone at Game Freak was trying to trying to give people away. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Probably not. But um, so, but it, it's possible, or it was at some point. So, good job, Salandit. We believe in you. So, yeah, we've got new entries though, and. Let's see. Do you do you want to go like a quick run through of the previous entries, um, just so we can kind of we didn't do this last time, but maybe it might help to familiarize who we're talking about. Sure. I mean, do you want me to just summarize or? Um, I, we could just do a quick read. read we don't have to them. analyze them at all. We can just just do a sure. quick read. All right, so Salandit. It burns its bodily fluids to create a poisonous gas. When its enemies become disoriented from inhaling the gas, it attacks them. Volcanoes or dry, craggy places are its home. It emanates a sweet-smelling poisonous gas that attracts bug Pokemon. Then it attacks them. The males will do whatever the females tell them. They give the females most of their food. Due to malnutrition, the males can't evolve. It weakens opponents and sends them reeling with its poisonous gas. Solandit doesn't deal well with Spinda <laughs> since it's always reeling. Oh, all right. So that's our that that's our baseline. Yeah. All right. That was that was good. Um, forgot about its its classic nemesis, Spinda. Spinda, <laughs> who is too dizzy Woo. to make dizzy. Yeah. No, that's that's certainly how that would work. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we gave. Uh, I think I don't know if we read all the names too, but I'm 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 almost positive I remember mentioning that its its French name is Tritox, which is just mm. a fantastic name. I also like the German Molunk. Molunk or Molunk or something. Molunk. Um, Yato, Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, Yatomori. Yatomori. 
Um, it's got a, a two on the humanity scale and a seven on the deadliness because of all that poison. What with the gas and all. But let's see if we can amend those at all and maybe assess its pet worthiness while we're here. All right. Our first entry then is going to be from Sword. Its venom sacs produce a fluid that this Pokemon then heats up with the flame in its tail. This process creates Salandit's poisonous gas. So, just sort of expanding on... I mean, it had previously said that it burns its bodily fluids. Right, but... But this is saying now, like, specifically, it's burning stuff that is produced by its venom sacs. Yes, and also this is our first entry in all these confirming sacs. It does have venom sacs. <laughs> yeah. Just like Flareon has a the, flame sack. That the, that the orange stripe on the tail is fire or is capable of making fire yes, or something. Which we kind of see in one of the pictures I've got here, but mm-hmm. it's it's not evident from a, from like a static standstill to land it. But yeah, so, you know, it just boils up some fluid. So, the venom sacs produce a fluid. And so the, the fluid is presumably poisonous, but it just kind of boils it into a vapor, I guess. Maybe. Yes. I mean, it says it burns it, but that's not really how you... That's not really how fluids do. Yeah. That's what she says, then... This Pokemon then heats up with this the just says, Yeah, this just says yeah. heats it up. So yeah, I'm assuming it just Boils vaporizes it the venom that it produces right. into a gas. Um, Boy, that would be... I mean, I know we already covered this by giving it a seven deadliness, but you know, what if like deadly vipers and stuff could just like vaporize their venom and spray it? Oh out? my gosh, yeah. Gas seems like way more deadly than like a... You know, like an aerosol attack as opposed to, like, someone trying to splash some acid on you or something. It's a lot less targeted. Yeah. It's a lot broader. But, you know, maybe it's got to be concentrated, like, targeted directly. Like, maybe it still dissipates in the air quickly or something. Who knows? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'd say this keeps keeps us in line with, with that seven deadliness, but also not, not a ton of new new info from S.W.O.R.D. Yeah, just the yeah the flame in the tail, I suppose. Yeah. Which I don't know how that, but I don't know. There's a lot of fire Pokemon that can just make fire. Yeah, so. all all these elemental Pokemon's have usually some sort of sack that generates whatever element they are. <laughs> all right, um, shield. This sneaky Pokemon will slink behind its prey and immobilize it with poisonous gas before the prey even realizes Salandit is there. Okay. So I like that we're finally kind of leaning into the bandit, you know, mm-hmm. aspect of this. It's a it's a sneaky Pokemon. It'll sneak up on you. Which is It's got a high stealth score. Yes. <laughs> it's uh maybe maybe even more deadly um with, with this cuz if it can hit immobilize me before I even realize it, um yeah, if it is deliberately... Because before, in Moon, it said that the gas attracts bug Pokemon mm. and then it attacks them, you know? But this is a totally different story. It's not just sitting around letting bugs come to it. It's, like, actively hunting stuff yeah. and then using the gas to disable them. So that does seem like it's a little more dangerous. Yeah. I do want to see 
this. Like, I want to see footage of it slinking behind its prey yeah. and then immobilizing it. Oh, gosh. Immobilize it before they even realize Salandit is there. It's, uh, it's vicious. It's very... I do like its little weird bandit mask. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's it contributes to some role of this kind of uh, aesthetic they're going for and it's uh it's habits i suppose um, it's tactics because it wasn't a, a, a motif that they kind of just abandoned you know a little bit yeah and and went instead for this whole strange like pheromone thing right and a lot of focus on the, the poison gas and stuff um yeah I, I like that neither of these entries kind of really talk about that at all uh because they know it upsets me. <laughs> and the fans get what they want, Will, if I've learned anything. Mm. Yeah, and all the fans want the same thing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> What's great about fandom, Will? <laughs> um, it's, a, it's like being part of something, you know? Yeah, part of something bigger. That is know? cohesive and always agrees. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, uh, this world. Um so land it though. Uh, do we do we need to change these scores at all? I guess. Um, um, do we bump up the deadliness because of its uh, its slinkingness. It does seem like it makes it more deadly. But now looking back, I feel like seven was a high rating. Yeah. Like I'm looking ahead at Salazzle, and Salazzle only has an eight, and Salazzle seems like definitely more dangerous than Salandit. Yeah. You know. You know, it never like some Pokemon will. Entries will like definitely say this poison is deadly for humans, and they will definitely die right. if they touch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't get anything specifically lethal. Not that, and I'm not sure if deadliness only relates to you know danger to human beings, but you know it's certainly deadly to bugs. I think that's like the main part of it. Yeah, for me, I don't know. It's it's both, but right. like that's the focus to me. Yeah, so I think I think I think I'm fine keeping it at seven. Um, okay. Still, no mention really of its, you know, fire abilities, aside from using it to, yeah, to it heat up uses the poison. Them, just uses them to make gas, and that's it. Yeah, but I, I know it can learn fire-type moves, so don't, oh, don't yeah. act like a Gantt Pokemon. It can smack people with that fire tail. Like, that's definitely... Psh. There's some fiery stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Petworthiness? Um pretty low pretty low definitely produces a poison gas all the time yeah i mean not all the time it probably wouldn't most of the time but like it's just gonna slink around your house and hide and then occasionally get startled and like make laughing gas not laughing gas i'm trying to think of a good uh comparison mm. but i don't know what a, a gas is that just like makes you dizzy and sick dentist gas you know i guess that's <laughs> laughing gas though yeah i mm. think oxygen or something um yeah anyway but you know I, I, it's conceivable that you could you know make friends with a salander right and kind of you know i mean convince yeah. it could, to I mean, keep the poison in check it's and like it looks pretty cute it's a little lizard that you could hug it's probably pretty warm to the touch um might light your house on fire yeah it might it might but it's not like made of fire you know maybe i'm just saying it's got a lot of features that i do not look for in a pet yeah, but it look, it's it's little face is just so darn cute. <laughs> That's true. 
Um, it does have a cute little face. Like if I could, if I could uh, cultivate a, a safe friendship with a Zalandit, um, I think I absolutely would. So I want to give it more than a more than a one at the very least. I, I, oh I sure, like yeah. A, a I don't, I don't think it's three. disqualified to that degree. Let, yeah, let's give it a let's give it a three. Yeah, I think it'd be a really fun pet to like have on your shoulder, um, and just have it kind of glare at people and make them think you're up to something. <laughs> bandit. Yeah. Little bandit. My little bandit. Um. So that's that's our friend Solandit. Um. But now we must move on to our next Pokemon, which is Solandit's evolution, Salazzle. And this one was weird and kind of awkward, but we did our best. It was maybe our shortest episode. Uh, really? Yeah, I think. Hmm. It was, Should we uh, read through these again? Yeah, let's, let's do a quick uh, refresher on, on what Salazzle is and does. All right. So, first entry. Uh, For some reason, only females have been found. It creates a reverse harem of male Salandit that it lives with. Filled with pheromones, its poisonous gas can be diluted to use in the production of luscious perfumes. Salazzle lives deep in caves and forces the Salandit it has attracted with its pheromones to serve it. It punishes Salandit that couldn't bring it food with a fierce slap of its flame-spewing palm. It's a very... Very entitled, very kind of uh, authoritative. Yeah. It's got a reverse harem. Um, yeah, that, that terminology is weird, yep. like right off the bat. Yeah, just setting off. You probably could have just called it a harem, huh? Yeah, you sh- they certainly could have, Will, and they, they chose not to. That was the first big red flag with these entries, I think. It's just it's just all kind of loaded with like really odd takes on gender politics yeah. for like a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Yeah. Just let it be. Like, uh, it's just it's such a weird tack to take. Anyway, we don't have to like relitigate this right now. Um, uh, I don't know if we went but, through all these names. I like its Japanese one quite a bit, uh, but French Enute. is cool. Yeah, Japanese and newt. And newt. It's German. It's newt. <laughs> it's just a big newt. E n n e w t is what we're, what yeah. we're saying. It's very fun to read. Uh, German is Amphira. And French, Malamandre. Malamandre. I like that. Yes, it's good. It rolls off the tongue <laughs> nicely. Um, we gave Salazzle a four humanity and eight deadliness, which, sure, seems fair. Yeah, that tracks. It's got those uh, fierce slaps from uh, flame-spewing palms, so... It's pretty dangerous, I would say. For some reason, I feel like I remember thinking that the pheromones would affect human beings. Wasn't there something <sighs> about that? Was that in Salandit or something? Like, I don't see anything about that. And there's only four entries. Like, yeah, how did we come to that conclusion? Maybe we were just we we can't rule it out. I guess, but like that doesn't really make sense because it's like if it's pheromone based, it probably would be specifically targeted. To was there a different Pokemon Solandit. we talked about that could do that? Some kind of mind control stuff? Um, Maybe. Oh, I don't. Man. Talked about Pheromosa? Maybe it was Pheromosa. 
the other pheromone Pokemon. Yeah. I forgot we talked about I pheromones. didn't think so, but uh, now I'm doubting myself. Yeah. No, uh, Fermosa was just upset with how unclean this world was. Um, that, <laughs> That's that was, right. That was yeah. the big thing with Fermosa. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Weird, judgy god of a Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah, again, I'm I'm not sure if if, if eight is totally accurate for deadliness, um, but certainly for uh, rudeness. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get into these new entries, though. See if, uh, see if things change at all. All right. Um, so Sword says, Only female Salazzle exist. They emit a gas laden with pheromones to captivate male Salandit. All right, well, we, we knew that pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, I, I, I take issue with, uh, you know, there being that, that glitch involved and stuff. Um, well, in the first, like, the thing is... The, the, the only other entry we had said, for some reason, only females have been found. Right. It was, like, a lot less definitive. And now this is, like, the, only the females exist. But it also says, due to maltrition, the males can't evolve. Right, which implies that they actually could. Yeah. If they just got three square meals a day if they could, instead you know, of getting captivated by a salazzle. Yeah, if they could walk five foot without getting forced into a reverse harem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What a sad life. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that only female Salazzle exists, um, and I. But Braden, sword <laughs> says so Listen, right here in the entry. The Pokedex entries. This is the text, Braden. The sacred text. They've contradicted <laughs> themselves before. Um, <laughs> they will again. Uh, I play Pokemon my way. What if? We end up in like a intense political debate about like it'll be like the judiciary debate debate in the United States of like our judges meant to interpret the law uh, or are they meant to enforce it right. as it's written. You know, yeah, like yeah. are you an activist judge, Braden? Mm. Is that what you're saying? Well, like I said uh, last episode, I think I, I believe the Pokédex is a living document um, <laughs> that yeah. needs to evolve and change to new interpretations. I mean, it's hard to see it any other way. Pokémon just don't need how guns, frequently, well. given how frequently they they contradict themselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a lot new in Sword. Yeah, no, no, no. So let's uh, let's take a look at Shield. Look, looks like something fun is gonna happen. All right, our Shield entry says the winner of competitions between Salazzle is decided by which one has the most male Salandit with it. Mm. Not interesting. Not not too interesting of a competition. It's just kind of counting, right? <laughs> Who has the most? And like, what do you win? And who decides? Like, it's not like. Hmm, well, do you take all of the other, all of the Salandit oh, no. from everyone that you? Remember back in the day when some people thought when you played Pokemon that like if you won you would like get your opponent's like prize cards and stuff like. Yeah, I think that was just a way that people were stealing Pokemon cards. Yeah, absolutely. From other was. people um, who didn't understand the game. Yeah. Have you? Do you remember that there was um. There was an episode of uh, whatever that podcast was called, 
uh, game game whatever Grumps? where they would invent games. God, what oh, stupid uh, name of the. I've 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 so I've I've erased it from my brain. Cool games it, they would take Des- submissions deser- from Twitter. Deservedly so. We've erased. Oh it, my it's cool, lord! It's cool why can't Inc. I remember it? Cool games. Whatever. Inc. It doesn't matter. There was one where they read a bunch of reviews of the Pokemon uh, uh, movie and uh, Epert. Oh yes, he I played that. Pokemon cards with some kid who was like, "I won, so now I take all your cards." Yes. And he like wrote that into his review. Like, apparently, you just lose all your cards when you lose. It was like, "Oh no, you got conned by your nephew, dude." Yeah. Like, <laughs> also, not really related to the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, really not. You really kind of. He tried, you know. He tried to do some research. I just remember, um, remember back when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was a was a big show. They had a Pokemon question on it at one point. I think it was just like, which of these is a Pokemon or which of these is not a Pokemon? And uh, I think it was Jigglypuff was like the answer or something. Mm-hmm. And I knew it, but that guy up there had no idea. Who had won thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. probably doing like trivia. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes your category comes up. Yeah. And uh, Listen, and then you're never on the show when that happens. Right. That, I wonder if that's still going. What a weird show. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not Regis anymore. Um, no, I don't. I don't it's think it's it it changed a while sure ago, but I cover. bet it's still going. Anyway, um, who wants to be uh, Salazzle the with, Salazzle a, with a million with the Salazzle. most males? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Do, do these competitions happen happen often? Like, is this? Uh, it sounds to me like a sort of like, you know, oftentimes there will be like displays in the wild right between different like or like a dispute over territory and stuff right yeah exactly yeah and then like oftentimes in in nature it's over mates but obviously not in this situation since the whole con they must like they probably do a whole formal thing where all of the males like line up next to them (laughs) and there's like a whole display maybe the males do a little bit little Little fire show or something a little fire show yeah exactly a little dance and then it's like, oh, there's more. You guys have to back down. This is my lava pit now. Yeah, hopefully it's like some some kind of like Greece or uh, what's the yeah. the Romeo and <laughs> yeah, Juliet uh, West Side Story. Right. Yeah, they do a whole choreographed like <laughs> snapping. Yeah, definitely. Because you know that's that, that's a harem I could be down with. You know. I'd, yeah. Right. <laughs> sign me up. Like, <laughs> It takes out a lot of the, like, weird connotations and is more just into, like, yeah, they just make a gang of, like, (laughs) bandits who, like, (laughs) dance at each other and settle territory disputes. That's not so bad. That's maybe a world I can can live with. (laughs) We brought it back. We brought it back around. (laughs) Um, but, but, okay, let's... I don't think our humanity and deadliness really change with these. I guess maybe humanity goes no. up with the weird competitiveness of it, but that's I suppose competition's natural in yeah. Know, that's a thing that happens in nature, pretty, yeah, pretty regularly. Um, survival of the most competitive, if I recall. Uh, now, pet worthiness. Allow me to make a pitch for it being at least as low <laughs> as Salandit. <laughs> uh, by all means, because. I think it probably, it still creates a poisonous gas, mm-hmm. right? We know this. Yes. Filled with pheromones, it's poisonous gas. Like, that's that's bad. Yeah, but that's all bad. you can dilute it into a luscious perfume. That's true, and that does have a certain Flintstones appeal <laughs> of, you know, but that's more like farming it, you know? That's not yeah, really a yeah, pet. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we, and we try to 
try to set we're keep trying our to Flintstones stay, we'll and our Pepper from that. separate. Yeah, we're trying not to value Pokemon. And we're not making utility. a Flintstone scale. Um, at least not yet. <laughs> we could, we could, but we won't. It's really more of a like yes no checkbox. Like yeah. does it have a function that can be uh, taken advantage of by humanity? Um, I'm thinking that it has a low pet worthiness scale in that it's going to constantly be attracting loads and loads of Salandit into your home and you're going to find yourself like why are there six lizards in my house all of a sudden <laughs> how did they get in they broke my window right you know bandits i'm so so dizzy why is my house filled with poison gas oh no right oh, no. but you know like i said with Salandit, maybe you could you know establish a working relationship with Salazzle. say hey maybe yeah. cool it on the gas and i'll hook you up with a uh, some nice duds for your harem i don't know this is all, but I mean, like that's the thing. If it's if it's my pet, is it gonna have a harem? Because then I'm committed to having like probably minimum four of these big lizards in my in my home. You know? Because yeah, Salazzle's what almost four feet tall, uh, two foot on yeah. Salanda, yeah, fifty pounds, yeah. You know, uh, and you know, if if I if I, this is one of those ones where it's like once it gives is is ascribed these like very natural impulses that it has like in the wild it will create a harem of Solanda. it's like by catching one of these i'm denying it that drive right you know what i mean right like that feels not great to be like you can live with me but you're not allowed to have a harem and it's going to be like i will never fulfill my true <laughs> purpose but i don't know yeah th- these entries typically only dive into you know a pokemon and its natural habitats kind of behavior and stuff that's but true like, their behavior sometimes changes and yeah maybe, maybe they're like this this they certainly seem to possess you know a slightly higher level intelligence than, than regular animals um so it's i think it's conceivable that their their wants and needs can change um yeah over time or after getting put in a ball but I still think the fact that it produces poisonous gas and attracts other lizards to my house sometimes yeah, makes it have a low score. Definitely dangerous. I think it's not quite a one, but I, I don't think it's as high as Salandit. So I think this two sound okay. Yeah, that seems fine. Okay. Well, um, all right. That's we've done another. That's that can of worms uh, reopened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to revisiting. Um, our old friend oh boy our old nightmare murder terror man uh (laughs) gengar (laughs) who i guess i'll I'll play what gengar sounds like but what you really want to hear is what uh gigantamax gengar sounds like which is like this and hopefully i've i've found some audio for that there's uh, not a lot of data out there for Sword and Shield stuff, so we'll see what what old Gigantamax Gengar sounds like. Um, yeah, like like uh, Charizard and its evolution chain before. Um, they're they're all in Sword and Shield, but they don't have all the entries are duplicates, um, except for the Gigantamax form. So Charizard had some new entries, and Gengar does as well. Because it's kind of a, a whole new Pokemon. Uh, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you might be able to, to pull... I found a video of, like, all of the Gigantamax forms, but it's, like, 
there's going to be music playing in the background. It might okay. be a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, sorry. I'll make it happen. Um, yeah. Maybe. Or I'll just kind of imitate it myself. And <laughs> um, do that Guzzlord uh, Japanese dub. <laughs> oh, man. That was the best. Uh, was that, did we post that on, uh, on the Beyond I'm the Ball sure. account? Because we should. I'll add it uh, after I post this episode. Um, but... Gigantic Max Gengar, still the shadow Pokemon, uh, coming in at a whopping 65 feet, 65 feet and 7 inches, um, <laughs> and a weight of uh, an unknown quantity. I think that's the case with all the Gigantamax, Max, right? They yeah. just get question mark, question mark, question can't, mark for their weight. Can't weigh it. Won't work. Um, don't have a scale big enough. Yeah. I, don't know. I wonder how much those giant Pokeballs weigh, though. You know, when you expand it to throw at them and then it makes an indent in the ground after it drops like yeah <laughs> it's gonna weigh something um but let's uh so you know gengar you're you're kind of you're your round friend with uh some kind of he's not your friend chubby little arms and legs a big old grin some pointy kind of ear horns big old tongue um, there's a lot of murder. I don't know if we need to read all... Uh, there's a lot of them. Like, it's an original. There's, there's a bunch of these entries. Um, I'm trying to find, like, an essential... You know, to steal the life of its target, it slips into the prey's shadow and silently waits for an opportunity. Right. Uh, even your uh, home isn't safe. Gengar will lurk in whatever dark corner of a room it can find and wait for its chance to catch its prey. Right. Even your home isn't safe is a pretty strong one. Oh, here's... This is the one, though. Oh, This yeah? is the one. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill, it is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. Yes, that classic entry from Sun... Um, that reminds us. That's one of our all-time greats, like of all Pokemon Pokedex entries. This is a great reminder of the constant terrifying presence of, of Gengar in the Pokemon. Yeah, world. if you feel a chill, give up. Like yeah. I feel chills all the time in the normal world where there are no Gengar. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> no escaping. Oh. It. Um The leer that floats in darkness belongs to a Gengar, delighting in casting curses on people. What? <laughs> A little jerk. Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad if it didn't take such uh, sick pleasure. And it's uh, right. It's not like eating, you know. It's just doing it. Yeah. It's a little sociopath. Yeah. Um, we gave a six humanity, a deadliness of ten. Um, Interesting that we gave it a six humanity, since this entry here uh, says it was once human itself. That's true. Seems like maybe we should have given it a higher score, but also oh, that's, how that's how why, that works. That's why it's uh, into into killing people because it's trying to create one by taking the lives. Right, of it's humans. trying to create more people ghosts. Yeah, but it just doesn't make any sense. No. But, you know, like how do you hatch a ghastly from an egg? We we don't again. I'm really relitigating all the stuff that we already talked about. In mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> we're going over the same ground that yeah. we have already tread before. So that that's Gengar. So uh, imagine just a, that. Just a big mess. <laughs> now imagine An evil mess. Imagine those eyes go yellow and mm-hmm. um, it just gets really okay. Just imagine a bounce house that's Gengar essentially, uh, <laughs> and and the entrance is Gengar's mouth and it's got yes. a big old tongue coming out. It's mostly mouth. 
it looks like a highway tunnel where its tongue is the highway. Like it's got of. it's got no feet or anything. Like it's just coming out yeah, of the ground. It's like it's emerging out of the ground. Which you know, I was looking back over the entries for Mega Gengar, and one of them said. Um, the energy of Mega Evolution awakened it. It sinks into another dimension mm. where it keeps a patient. So it could just be like half in another dimension right. or just like phased into the ground. And I'll, I'll tell That's you, I've got, like. I've got an idea what that dimension might be based on these entries. Uh, oh, but, really? Good. But also, going back to Mega Gengar, I forgot, um, the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee entry is a new one that they added that we never oh. read. It. So I put, okay. I put that on there so we can, we can get into well, that. Mega Gengar being, you know... It's Mega Evolution, which is different from Gigantamax because it's not big. Because um, Pokemon didn't want to add more stages of evolution, but did want to expand on Pokemon that exist already. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Mega Gengar is whack. Yeah. Uh, it tries to take the lives of anyone and everyone. It will try to even curse the trainer who is its master. Yeah, like the very first entry in Suns, very first sentence, Gengar's relationships are warped. End sentence. Like, what is that even yeah. mean? You shouldn't have one of these. It will probably kill you. Oh, my gosh. Or if you do, don't mega evolve it. That seems very dangerous. Right. Me- mega evolving it is like, it's going to be so powerful. Like, yeah, it's going to turn on you. It's like the classic villain move, you mm-hmm. know? The villain who tries to summon the Elder God. Like, it's going to eat you too. Takes Don't do that. Anyone and everyone. Anyway, uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Tones it down a bit, I would say, here. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It can pass through other dimensions and can appear anywhere. It caused a stir one time when it stuck just one leg out of a wall. <laughs> and what then a it silly thing me. to have done. Yeah, and then it killed six people. Because, Are you kidding me? Because it can appear anywhere. And it can appear anyway, and I'll take the lives of anyone and everyone. But one time it caused a stir because it was like, whoop. It's like, I mean, oh, yeah, that dear. would cause a stir because as soon as someone was like, that's a Mega Gengar, it would be like, run away. What? Who <laughs> Mega evolved their Gengar? Get out of, evacuate. Yeah. What monster evacuate did that? Evacuate this dimension. <laughs> he was. Oh, God. Um, so. It caused a stir. Caused a stir. I'll what are you talking you. about? Um, so, so bearing all that in mind, I guess let's uh, let's dive into the entries this, for Gigantamax. The, the gaping maw, the big of Gigantamax mouth. It's I guess the other major difference is that its eyes are yellow instead. It's got a bunch of spikies on its back. More spikes, yeah. It's mostly mouth. Yeah, just a big old spooky mouth. All right, should we give it a shot? Yeah. Sword entry for Gigantamax Gengar. Rumor has it that its gigantic mouth leads not into its body filled with cursed energy, but instead directly to the afterlife. (laughs) Cool. Good. Like, because you'll die if you go in, or like it's an actual gateway? Right, like at what point does does the the difference not really matter? I don't know, know, because it's it's filled with cursed energy. (laughs) I think if I walked in there, I would die regardless, but... This is apparently a portal directly to the afterlife. Maybe I don't know what the what the functional difference is. You could maybe you could like hypothetically like see through or like you know. Yeah, you know, like I really didn't know how they were going to top, uh, you know, 
trying to take the lives of anyone and everyone, but just becoming a literal like gateway yeah. to the, the afterlife. Like, that's, like yeah, that's I'm a, a door to hell. Like, <laughs> it's like um, Gigantamax Gengar is just gluttony from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh man, I, I do like that they they specify that its body is indeed filled with cursed energy right they're they're talking about how the mouth doesn't leave lead into the body but they do do a little aside <laughs> just to remind you like, that it is filled with cursed energy because if if you looked at this and didn't immediately think you know that's cursed that's uh, cursed there's definitely cursed energy coming off that thing in waves oh gosh yeah uh so yeah, the big, big gaping Can I, maw. Like tie a rope around my waist. Oh my gosh! Venture into the afterlife and return. Maybe that's the difference. You can go in and then come back. Maybe. I mean, what is what? What are the rules of the Pokemon afterlife? Who the heck knows? That's a knows? great question. Also, I would be doing that solely based on rumor, as this entry <laughs> has started out. Rumor has it. Yeah, Thank rumor you, has it Pokemon leads me to believe scientists. that people have tried this and not returned. <laughs> and they were like, maybe they're in hell now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they were a good person, but, you know, there's no way you walk into that mouth. And get... I can feel the cursed energy coming off of that thing. There's no way that that led to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, let's see if uh, if S.H.I.E.L.D. can outdo that. All right, uh, our shield entry says, It lays traps, hoping to steal the lives of those it catches. If you stand in front of its mouth, you'll hear your loved one's voices calling out to you. Oh, how nice. Oh. Grandpa. Oh, good. Grandpapa, is that you? <laughs> uh, no. Join that's... me in the maw, <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, son. The water is fine. There's um, no cursed energy here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a portal straight to the afterlife. It's super great. Um, I assumed that it when it says it lays traps, the first thing I thought of was like since it seems to be able to phase into the ground, that it would just like sink most of the way down into the ground and just kind of mm -hmm. open its mouth and just be sticking up just enough that you would be like whoops and fall into it like a pitfall or something. Right. But the second half of the entry implies that the traps are of an emotional nature. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I can't, I can't imagine it like trying to like lay traps around just because it's 65 feet tall. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> just a giant mouth. But um, no, these are, these are traps of a, of a different nature entirely. Uh, and it's traps a little unsettling of, because I'm definitely going to be standing in mom. front of it when I Gigantamax it. Um, right. And you're going to just hear the calls of your loved ones. But I'll and know, because I've read my Pokedex, that's a trap. <laughs> yeah. My loved ones aren't actually in its mouth. No. Gosh. Oh, that's but, just... I wonder if, like, it can... Like, this is going to be really unple unpleasant, so, you know, brace yourself. But um, 
Probably. It starts out and it's just like, come on in, Brayden. It's great. You know, it's your grandpa and it's great. And then over time, as the Gengar realizes you're not falling for the trap, it adjusts its tactics and makes it more like the cries of dismay of your grandfather. Like, come save me, Brayden. I'm trapped in this Gengar. Like, I need you to get me out. There's so much cursed energy and it just stinks. (laughs) I need your help. Come on over here. Grandpa, why? <laughs> That's not your grandpa. No. It's Gengar's tiny voice. <laughs> tiny, Perfect, perfectly Gengar's imitating tiny your family. cursed hell voice. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is my grandpa. Maybe they are. Like, it's just because it's a portal to the afterlife, right? That's true. I mean, it doesn't explicitly say your loved ones who have passed on. It just says your loved ones, yeah. but that could be the implication. Uh, yeah, and you I know, feel ma- like it maybe, is. Maybe, you know, maybe Gengar's bringing them up to the mic, so to speak, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. like I'm standing in front of it. Right. In sort of seance fashion, who yeah. would you like to speak to? Just step a little bit closer to the mic. <laughs> Don't mind the tongue. <laughs> if you'd like to speak back, you'll have to get a little closer. There yes. you go. <laughs> Gee whiz. Um, so it will reunite you with your loved ones. Yeah, I've, in the classic I've, religious sense. I do miss them, uh, but I, I I would hope the big uh, looming hell mouth uh, would be incentive enough to keep me from walking straight into that trap. Uh, now I know we've talked about gigant. We've talked about Gigantamax Pokemon before, right? We've just Charizard, one or two Charizard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's strange to me that they have entries for these because it makes it sound like there are Pokemon that are living in Gigantamax all the time. Right. I think maybe... When the game seems to imply much more that it's something that can only happen at odd intervals when they're exposed to, like, the special energy of the weird stones or whatever. Right. Although maybe... And I haven't played through all of Sword and Shield yet, but, uh, like... Perhaps I think in the past I think they kind of imply that like Gigantamax Pokemon would have been a much more like common natural occurrence. And actually, now that I think about it, there are definitely Gigantamax Pokemon just in the wild. Yeah. You know, yeah, in there those are. Little, I guess they have those, those, in those dens. dens. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go close to one of those dens that had a Gigantamax Gengar in it, which is you know the the way to catch a <laughs> Gigantamax Gengar. Um, that would probably be not great for you no. most of the time. It's got a really big mouth. It reminds the whole vibe reminds me of like a monster from like a myth. It sounds like something from Greek myth that like yeah. a hero would have to pass the test of not falling. Like someone tells them beforehand, like you're gonna hear the voice of your loved ones, and then they're tempted, and you know, like yeah, I swear, like the writers just go wild for for the ghost pokemon entries they really do they just pull out all the stops it's like there's like kind of rules and guidelines for most pokemon for when you're writing entries but um they just throw all those out the window for ghost pokemon yeah anything Um, goes they could be they used to be people sure i don't care like oh i wrote this entry it was pretty cool but i don't know it's a kid game it's like no print it yeah, bring it on. You can't scare me. This is a ghost Pokemon. Or yeah. you can scare me. Do scare me. It's yes. a ghost Pokemon. Uh, I love it. Um, uh, so that's uh, that's that's Gengar revisited again. Uh, yep. Perhaps 
Uh, Perhaps for the last time. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we finally put this horrible monstrosity to bed. I think this one's too popular to not show up in, in future games for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know if we want to touch on its uh, pet worthiness. <laughs> one. <laughs> Let's go with a one, how about? I would rather not hear the cries of my loved ones at all times. You know, like any like regular Gengar. Oh, right, Gengar, yeah, even Gigantamax, if you go back to regular any, Gengar. Any, uh, any variation of, of it's Gengar. It's all a one. It's not a great pet, I would say. Um, it's going to try to curse me. At the very least, it's going to like try to scare me in the middle of the night and then yeah. laugh when I'm scared. Like That's a bad pet. And even if it's not doing that to me, it'll do that to other people. Um, right. I can never have people over because it's going to probably you know, curse them or frighten them or kill them or all of the above yeah but he is very cute i yeah i mean yeah i do like Gengar, but, <laughs> but they're bad yeah. from from a scientific point of view and from a from a pokemon you know playing the game kind of view it's uh it's, it's a little hard to reconcile sometimes uh, <laughs> yes true but um Gosh, that wraps it up. Should we, should we hit one more? Yeah, let's 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 touch on one more Pokemon um, whose name is Farfetched, or as I called him in elementary school, Farfetch D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Farfetch is back. Um, this was the episode that we uh, did with Professor. Professor Will and Professor Robert. Yes, our, our good friends from uh, 24 Flames Per Second. Let's uh, be whack. Yeah. So we, we got into a lot of uh, far-fetched info and a lot of uh, history of the, of the Pokemon world info as well. Yes, we sure did. We considered <laughs> inviting them back for these two entries, but also it's two entries. Yeah, um, it's... it's, it's uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of new, but you know we have to, we have to update everything and, and go back. Um I would I would encourage them to uh, to leave their thoughts uh, on on this new info we are yeah, about to sure. reveal. Reach out to us, let us know. Yes, um, certainly want their uh, their thoughts on on Surfetched, uh when we get to that. But mm-hmm. for now, um, let's 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 uh, reexamine. We got Farfetch'd, uh, normal flying type, the wild duck Pokemon. Um, got some some names uh i guess i feel like we were doing the names already at this point we, we might have been doing the names by the time we got to uh far-fetched um but yeah n- none of them are, are amazing names uh yeah but no- nothing could top far-fetched uh which is the word far-fetched but with an apostrophe like instead <laughs> of an e <laughs> like, yeah um <laughs> Gosh, so what do, what do we have? Uh, there's there's a lot of entries. Um, can't live without the stock it holds. Uh, order right. to, in order to prevent their extinction, many, more people have made an effort to breed these Pokemon because I guess they're such a delicious meal or something. Yeah, because in, in the anime, um, in the episode, so near yet so far-fetched, it said, far-fetched make a delicious meal, especially when cooked with leek which is what they come with naturally um, because of this farfetch is nearly extinct. Um, so, you know, they got, they got a leak thing that they use like a sword 
and they're they're tasty bird ducks and they use like a sword or possibly as emergency rations or yes. possibly to build their nest there's right. some it's multi-purpose it's, it's the omni tool yes um, swiss army league uh but yeah let's uh let's see what farfetched um has going on in these new games all right our sword entry says this stock the stock this pokemon carries in its wings serves as a sword to cut down opponents in a dire situation the stock can also serve as food and you know they talked about its uh stock kind of being used like a sword in previous entries but never cut down cut down opponents um that just which i guess doesn't have to work. mean <laughs> no <laughs> if it can swing it fast enough maybe it it cuts like you know uh uh sock can you know cleave the ocean with its karate chops yeah, so no, who knows true. what farfetch could do with a a leak um we could just refer back to sock cleaving the ocean to justify basically anything like hey this is all nonsense so it's, for me it's it's justified us uh reading the new entries from sword and shield because it, it's it's clear to me that they have not abandoned their uh <laughs> right you know tendency for ridiculous uh yes they've they walked nothing back no they have not taken their feet off of the gas Mm-mm. um but but yeah, and, and, and cutting down opponents doesn't necessarily mean slaying them. Yeah, I like to th- think, but it's certainly not cutting it's down implied. this Psyduck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gosh, in a dire but, situation, yeah. it can also use as food. So yeah, right. you know, it's no, no, nothing too that. new. Um, but I'm I'm glad they they lean into the sword stuff for the entry for. Sword. For sword, yeah, yeah, that it only makes sense. Yeah, curious what Shield has to say because I don't I, like they don't show up in Shield, right? You can only get them in Sword. Is that? Um, I think it was one of the version exclusives. Because yeah, no, yeah, yeah, so Shield no, it gets is a, it's a version Ponyta. exclusive. Yeah, or maybe something else. I can't remember. Right, but yeah. um, let's, I was let's about see. To be what like, wait, got. which one do I have? Which one do you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Shield version. They use a plant stock as a weapon, but not all of them use it in the same way. Several distinct styles of stock fighting have been observed. That that's, is neat. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, that's cool. Not a lot to dissect there, but like that's just that's cool. Like it opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, you know? there's like you know fencing or like you know maybe like one of them a samurai uses it or something as like a like a staff or something. You yeah. know, like. Reminds me of like the different like lightsaber forms in Star Wars, like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of different stances and stuff that they've got going on. Um, I'd, I'd be really curious to see like a lineup of, of different uh, far fetched with like their different uh, sword stances, different fighting styles. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, I could see like a whole anime of just just far fetched, like like a sort of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style. Yeah. You know? Oh this one gosh. has two little onion stalks, mm-hmm. and this one has an onion stalk that's like broken in the middle, so it's like nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I teenage mutant ninja fart fetched. Um, someone make that happen. <laughs> but okay, yeah, not 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 too much to dig into there, but very very interesting. I'm, I'm glad that's like. 
that's that's a cool extra bit of info from Shield there. Yeah. Um, I'm glad gosh. it exists. Me too. Does that? You think that bumps that up the humanity? Kind of makes me want to bump up the humanity a little bit. Yeah. yeah. To like um, a five instead of a four, maybe. Yeah, let's give it a five. I, I like that kind of variance among them. Um, pet worthiness we never really talked about for far fetched, but uh, I don't know. Seems good. Seems fine. I don't it think doesn't I do any. Want doesn't one. do anything bad. Yeah. I'm not really a bird person, but you know, for some people, probably yeah. be a, a pretty good pet. Yeah, like would I be? I mean, ducks are pretty cute. Far fetched is. Not looks kind of mad all the time. Yeah, a little angry, but a little. Just, I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a big, big bird. Um, I don't know, four, five, six. Yeah, I, I think a, a nice five. It's pretty neutral. Yeah, it seems neutral to me. Um, not super cute, but not like bad. Not, you know, five. Although when it, yeah, at first glance, I don't think I really want one. But if I could get one with a cool fighting style, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's far fetched, I guess. Um, but I think we're gonna leave it off there, which is um, kind of nice because that means we can just go into our next episode, talking about uh, far fetched is far fetched's new introduced evolution, sir fetched, um, the one with the big tall leak sword lance thing <laughs> um and, and a much more smug attitude it would appear uh, yes absolutely and that'll be our first pokemon from sword and shield i think that we'll discuss um, that we'll do a f- yeah hey yeah. that's a good point that's hopefully, exciting hopefully i can get all the stuff i need it's a little a little hard with these newer pokemon but we'll do you my will best. do our best yeah you will do your best you'll you'll do your best too i will uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh. That's a, that's a wrap on this catch-up. We've still got plenty more catching up to do. Um, I think most of the Eevee evolutions have new entries, uh, mm-hmm. so that'll be probably a whole episode. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure more will pop up as we go. I know Clink... No, we did clink. Yeah, we just did clink. So, <laughs> yeah, we're getting close. I know there's grubbins on there too. Um, still, we'll some, still another catch-up episode or two, probably. Yeah, and we'll see what they introduce with the with the DLC as well. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening to our show about Pokemon. Um, it's a it's been a blast. Thank you to PokemonDB.net for all their useful info we use. Um, that'll, and that'll do it for us. Uh, you uh, you hear about this this game, this Temtem game? Yeah. Um, I hear that it is good. Yeah, it sounds like it fixes a lot of like some of the basic problems I've I run into with Pokemon that don't necessarily deter me from Pokemon, but. You know, little like, I also battle heard things. That it, I I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to um, the Besties, where someone mm. was like, "It's kind of like if they did Pokemon." And then Griffin is like, "No, they did Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's very exactly Pokemon." Yeah, I don't know. I think I think one of us 
at least just gonna have to dive into that a little bit to check it out because um, it sounds neat um, but we're certainly not gonna do a podcast uh, about that series as well <laughs> we can just knows? we can do we can do check-ins or something <laughs> yeah uh, I'm maybe, maybe we should stream it or something that'd be fun yeah. um, but for now um, you'll have to make do with uh, us reading Pokedex entries Um the, you know so, the premise of this podcast <laughs> yes the reason you're here <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um my name is brayden my name is will go beyond the ball